We're going to be uh, in Ephesians chapter 1, still in chapter 1, and uh, we're going to look at verses 9 and 10, and uh, those two verses, and then look at our subject for tonight. He made known to us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure, which he set forth in him regarding his plan of the fullness of times to bring together all things in the heavens and things on earth to bring those things together in Christ. And one other translation reads, when the times have reached their fulfillment. So you have that one on your screen. What is the mystery of God's will. It's stated in that verse. It's right there. What is the mystery of God's will? If it is a mystery, can we know it or understand it? Now, this is the subject line that we're going to follow tonight, and we're going to follow it right through Scripture, and I think that you will find that it has an unusual conclusion. Here are the questions that we're going to outline. First, what is the mystery of His will? Second, is it still a mystery? Who can know this mystery? How can it be known? When will this mystery become a reality? And what will it look like when the mystery of God is finished? All of those answers we find in Scripture. First, what is the mystery of His will? Did you know that there were groups in Paul's day, and not only in Paul's day, but today, that would suggest that there is a hidden wisdom or a secret knowledge that God gives only to a select few. They claim to have uncovered some hidden uh, knowledge about God or perhaps they say there is the existence of some Bible code, I hope not many of you bought that book by the way, that has some kind of hidden truths hitherto unrevealed. But the mystery of God is not something that man can discover. Only God can reveal the mystery of His will. If you look in Colossians chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, Paul writes, That is the mystery which has been hidden from past ages and generations, but now has been revealed to His saints, to whom God willed to make known, the wealth of the glory of this mystery. Now there's a phrase. The wealth of the glory of this mystery, which he goes on to say, the mystery that is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So did you hear what Paul said first? He said the mystery was hidden in past ages and generations. He also says it's hidden no longer. It's been revealed To whom? To his saints. And who are his saints? Well, as a matter of fact, if you look in the first verses of the book of Ephesians, Paul is writing a letter to the saints that are in Ephesus, called to be saints. People who've trusted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, called into fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So what mystery is Paul talking about? What divine secret has been revealed? What is this 
that Paul calls the mystery of his will. Well, I want you to listen again as Paul says essentially the same thing in the book of Romans, chapter 16, verses 25 and 26. He says, Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery which has been kept secret for long ages past, but now has been disclosed through the scriptures of the prophets in according to the commandment of the eternal God, has been made known to all nations leading to the obedience of faith. It is a mystery that was kept secret, but is now manifested in scripture by God's own commandment, and it intended to be known by all nations. We have a story to tell to the nations. We just sang that. You say, well, it may not be a mystery to some, but it's certainly a mystery to me. What is it, and how does Paul know it? How does Paul know about this mystery? Now, I know this is sort of seems complicated to you. Maybe it is complicated, but it'll get less complicated as we go forward. Paul talks about it quite a bit. In Ephesians chapter 3, verses 3 through 9, he says, I suppose you know that by revelation there was made known to me the mystery, as I wrote before briefly. By referring to this, when you read, you can understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to mankind as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit, to be specific, that the Gentiles, that's a mouthful, who are the Gentiles? The ethnos, that's the nations, that's the rest of us that are not Jews. The Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel of which I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was giving, given me according to the working of his power. To me, the very least of all saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unfathomable, unfathomable riches of Christ and to enlighten all people as to what the plan of the mystery is, which for all ages has been hidden in God who created all things. The mystery, something that God foreordained, pre-planned before he ever created the world. Now, you and I can't wrap our mind around that, and I don't think we ever will be able to, but the scripture clearly says this mystery was hidden in God before uh, he created all things. So, there was in fact a mystery uh, it was a mystery that had its beginning in the heart of God before the foundation of the world. And by the way, the Greek word here used in every case is, uh, that means mystery means simply this, the thoughts and plans of God which are hidden from human reason and must be divinely revealed. It was not something that could be explained or understood until in the purpose of God it was brought into the open by way of divine revelation, and it is revealed in Scripture uh, 
and further we'll see how it is revealed. So, is God's mystery still a mystery? This is our next question. Well, the answer to that is yes and no. Is God's mystery still a mystery? Yes and no. Listen to what Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 3 and 4. He says, even if our gospel is veiled, that means it's got a veil over it and we don't know what it is. If it's hidden, it's veiled to those who are perishing, in whose case the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelieving so that they will not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. So God's mystery is an open secret. He's will to make it known. And if you can't see it, then you have a deep spiritual problem. And you need to pray that God would deliver you from spiritual blindness. Again, look at what Paul wrote in these verses. He says, in all wisdom and insight, verses 8 and 9, he made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure which he set forth in him. On one occasion, the disciples in Matthew chapter 13 asked Jesus, Why do you speak to them in parables? And Jesus said, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. You understand that here in this community, you make up a small portion, a remnant of people who really understand the gospel and understand that it's more than just a story in a book. You understand the life-transforming power of the gospel and the power, life-transforming power of the Lord Jesus Christ because you've experienced that. But you also need to understand that that's something that has been granted to you. It has been revealed to you. And you stand in a position of great privilege and at the same time great responsibility. The mysteries of the kingdom, the mystery born in the heart of God before the foundation of the world is an open secret to every disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ but is hidden to the eyes of those who are lost. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 6 through 10, he said, We do speak wisdom among those who are mature, a wisdom, however, not of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are passing away, but we speak God's wisdom in a mystery, the hidden wisdom, which God predestined before the ages to our glory, the wisdom which none of the rulers of this age has understood, for if they had understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Just it is written, Things which eye has not seen, and ear has not heard, and which have not entered into the human heart, all that God has prepared for those who love Him. For to us God has revealed them through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. So that leads us to our next question. How is God's mystery revealed? Well, we've already said, Paul said, I got it by revelation. We know that there was some meeting between Paul and Jesus 
on the Damascus Road in some more meetings when the Lord himself sat down with Paul and said, we need to have a long talk, son. I need to open your eyes to the scripture that you've been reading and teaching and you don't even understand. Paul had it revealed to him in a rather unusual way, showing him it's right here in the scripture. It's been here all along if you just open your eyes and see it. Stupid. He didn't use that word, but certainly it's there. And those of us who look back in the Old Testament can clearly see Christ in the Old Testament. That's the way God intended it. But not only is there the revelation that Paul had, there's the scripture itself. The words of the prophets reveal the mystery. That's God's plan. But not only that, there's the Holy Spirit that works in the lives of people. As we read the scripture, as we hear the message proclaimed, God opens our mind to understand the scriptures and we have those aha moments and we say, that's what it means. That's what it says. So, as it is written, what eye has not seen and ear has not heard, what has not entered the human heart, all that God has prepared for those who love him, but God has revealed it to us. We could have never discovered it on our own, but God has revealed it to us through his spirit. Now, when will this mystery become a reality, this plan of the ages that includes the Lord Jesus Christ and his death on the cross, which includes making people like me and you that are not born with, well, I'm, I'm a Jew because I'm, I, have, I am David's son, Eddie David's son. Like Absalom and Solomon, David's son, I'm Eddie. Does that make me a Jew? No, not by my name alone. But you understand what I'm talking about. Jews, the Jews were God's people. But it's not just the Jews that God wants to be his people. It's you and it's me. He included us through Christ. So when will this mystery become a reality. Well, I remind you that Paul talks about the wealth of the glory of this mystery, a mystery, he says, will be put into effect when the times have reached their fulfillment. Well, that leads me to believe, and it should lead you to believe, that the mystery of God is, is incomplete. In other words, the, his, the mystery of his will has only been partially carried out in his world, we see, we see some things. We see it in Scripture. We see it in the Old Testament. We read it in the New Testament. The Holy Spirit reveals to us some things. But the full wealth of the glory of this mystery is yet to be revealed. But all history is marching toward that moment. And that moment he talks about in these verses in Ephesians chapter 1, verses 8 and 9, is the summing up of all things. In Christ. That word, by the way, is a long, long, long Greek word. It's about this long. It takes up almost a whole line on my paper here. And it means the gathering of scattered troops under the leadership of one single commander so that they are now under one command. And you might have a word there that uses, that says in your Bible, it might say, an administration suitable to the fullness of times. I was born during the Eisenhower administration. Now they can figure up 
how old I am, Brother Doug, if they don't already know. And then came the Kennedy administration, and then the Nixon slash Ford, no, the Johnson administration, and then the Nixon slash Ford administration, and then the Carter administration, and then the Reagan administration, and then the Bush administration, and then the Clinton administration, and then the G.W. Bush administration, and then the Obama administration, and then the Trump administration, and now we're under the Biden administration, and when uh, things, when the fullness of time has come, there's going to be a change in administrations, and we're going to be brought under the Jesus administration, and that's what he's talking about here. This mystery Paul talks about will be put into effect when the times have reached their fulfillment. Now, good verse, mark it down, Revelation chapter 10, verse 7. It says, but in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he is about to sound, the mystery of God is finished as he preached to his servants, the prophets. I like that. I like putting that together, and I hope you can see it. Well, what does that look like? Well, it's, is that also a secret, or, or does the Word of God give us insight into that wondrous moment? Do we have any more clues as to how God's mystery is going to be re revealed and what will happen in that moment when the mystery of God is finished as He preached to His servants, the prophet? What's it going to look like when everything comes under the Jesus administration, when, when the whole world comes under the Jesus administration? Well, that Bible answers that too. Revelation chapter 11, verse 15. Then the seventh angel sounded, and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of the world have become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Christ, and he will reign forever. And you can read the rest of it. It's all right there. In that moment, God will sum up all things in Christ. He will gather up his scattered people and place them under one single commander, the Lord Jesus Christ, the captain of our salvation. This may be the very same picture we see in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, where the Bible says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God. I believe the last at the last trumpet, with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we who are alive and remain will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Paul clearly sees a day when all of God's possessions, the living and the dead, which have been scattered in conflict, uh, in the conflict with the forces of evil will be gathered up and placed under one supreme commander, the Lord Jesus Christ. The mystery of God that had its beginning in the heart of God before the foundation of the world. And let me just say this to you. Let me just remind you that when you open your Bible to Genesis 1-1, you're not opening your Bible to the beginning. 
you're just opening your Bible to when God begins to tell you what he wants you to know. There is so much more than that on the other side from the heart of God, his plans, his purposes, the wealth of the glory of this mystery. Now, could I ask you, how are you going to know the wealth of the glory of that mystery? How are you going to experience the fullness of that? Well, you won't if you're not a part of it. You'll just miss it. You'll be on the other side of it. You'll be on the outside of it. You'll be on the outside of God's people and on the outside of God's kingdom. And that's not where you want to be. The wealth of the glory of this mystery is not something we can plumb the depths of in a sermon or in a service or in a lifetime of study, but only in eternity when we know the rest of the story. Let's pray.